0: CHAPTER THIRTY-FOUR OF TANGLED TRAILS, A WESTERN DETECTIVE STORY, BY WILLIAM MCLEOD Rain. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. CHAPTER THIRTY-FOUR FROM THE FIRE ESCAPE THE WOMAN. WHAT WAS SHE LIKE? She was tall and thin and flat-chested. I didn't know her at the time, but it must have been Hull's wife. You said you didn't know what time this was," Kirby said. No, my old watch had quit doing business and I hated to spend the money to get it fixed. The mainspring was busted, a jeweler told me. Who spoke first after they came into the room? Your uncle. He laid the cigar down on the stand and asked them what they wanted. He didn't rise from the chair but his voice rasped when he spoke. It was the woman answered. She took the lead all through. "'We've come for a settlement,' she said, "'and we're gonna have it right now.' He stiffened up at that. He come back at her with, "'You can't get no shotgun settlement out of me.' Words just poured from that woman's mouth. She roasted him to a turn. Told how he was crooked as a dog's hind leg and every deal he touched was dirty. Said he couldn't even be square to his own partners, that he couldn't get a man, woman or child in Colorado to say he'd ever done a good act. Believe me, she laid him out proper and every word of it was true, far as I know. Well, sir, that old reprobate uncle of yours never batted an eye. He slid down in his chair a little so he could be comfortable while he listened. He grinned up at her like she was some kind of specimen that broke loose from a circus and he was interested in the way it acted. That didn't calm her down none. She rip rared right along with a steady flow of words, mostly adjectives. Finally she quit and she was plum white with anger quite through your uncle asked with that ice-cold voice of his she asked him what he intended to do about a settlement not a thing he told her i did aim to give hull two thousand to get rid of him but i've changed my mind ma'am you can go whistle for it two thousand did he say two thousand kirby leaned forward eagerly "'That's what he said, 2000 answered Olson. Then that explains why he drew so much from the bank that day. I had it figured out so. If the woman hadn't come at him with that acid tongue of hers, he'd intended to buy Hull off cheap. But she got his gorge up. He wouldn't stand for her line of talk. What took place then? the cattleman questioned. Still without rising from the chair, Cunningham ordered them to get out. Hull was standin' kind of close to him. He had his back to me. Cunningham reached out and opened a drawer of the stand beside him. The fat man took a step forward. I could see his gun flash in the light. He swung it down on your uncle's head, and the old man crumpled up. "'So it was Hull killed him after all,' Kirby said, drawing a long breath of relief. Then, to his surprise, when he thought about it later, a glitter of malicious cunning lit the eyes of the rancher. "'That's what I'm telling you. It was Hull. I stood there and saw just what I've been giving you.' "'Was my uncle senseless then?' "'You bet he was.' His head sagged clear over against the back of the chair. What did they do then? That's where I drop out. Mrs. Hull stepped straight to the window. I crouched down back of the railing. It was dark and she didn't see me. She pulled the blind down. I waited there a while and afterward there was a the sound of a shot. That would be when they set the bullet through the old man's brain. What did you do? I didn't know what to do. I'd talked a lot of wild talk about how Cunningham ought to be shot or strung up to a pole. If I went to the police with my story, like enough they'd light on me as the killer. I milled the whole thing over. After a while I went into a public booth downtown and phoned to the police. You recollect maybe the papers spoke about the man who called up headquarters with the news of Cunningham's death. Yes, I recollect that all right. Kirby did not smile. He did not explain that he was the man. But he resolved to find out whether two men had notified the police of his uncle's death. If not, Olson was lying in at least one detail. He had a suspicion that the man had not given him the whole truth. He was telling part of it, but he was holding back something. A sly and furtive look in his eyes helped to build this impression in the mind of the man who listened to the story. "'You didn't actually see Hull fire the shot that killed my uncle then.' Olson hesitated a fraction of a second. No. You don't know that it was he that fired it? No, it might have been the woman. But it ain't likely he handed her the gun to do it with, is it? For that matter, I don't know that the crack over the head didn't kill Cunningham. Maybe it did. That's all you saw? Again, the almost imperceptible hesitation. Then, that's all, the Dry Valley Rancher said sullenly. What kind of a gun was it? Kirby asked. Too far away, couldn't be sure. Big as a 45 could Couldn't have been. The evidence was that it was done with an automatic the evidence was that the wound in the head was probably made by a bullet from an automatic we're talking now about the blow on the head what are you drivin at the rancher asked scowling he wouldn't bring two different kinds of gun with him that's a cinch no but we haven't proved yet he fired the shot you heard later the chances are that he did but legally we have no evidence that somebody else didn't do it." I guess a jury would be satisfied he fired it all right. Probably. It looks bad for Hull. Don't you think you ought to go to the police with your story? Then we can have Hull arrested. They'll give him the third degree. My opinion is he'll break down under it and confess. Olson consented with obvious reluctance, but he made a condition precedent to his acceptance. "'Let's see Hull first, just you and me. I ain't strong for the police. We'll go to them when we've got an open and shut case.' Kirby considered. This story didn't wholly fit the facts as he knew them. For instance, there was no explanation in it of how the room where Cunningham was found murdered had become saturated with the odor of chloroform. Nor was it in character that Hull should risk firing a gun, the sound of which might bring detection on him while his victim lay helpless before him. Another blow or two on the skull would have served his purpose noiselessly. The cattleman knew from his observation of this case that the authorities had a way of muddling things. Perhaps it would be better to wait until the difficulties had been smoothed out before going to them. "'That suits me,' he said. "'We'll tackle Hull when his wife isn't with him. He goes downtown every day about ten o'clock. We'll pick him up in a taxi, run him out into the country somewhere, and put him over the jumps. The sooner the quicker. How about tomorrow morning?' Suits me, too, but will he go with us? He'll go with us, Kirby said quietly. End of chapter 34